You're listening to DraftKings Network. But everything else is so fucky because no, nobody knows. Like nobody fucky. knows. I guess that's a word. If you have yep. to say inverse point percentage to explain something yeah. in draft, in I'm a draft that is not in. to an analytical audience, like seriously, we think you're going to Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Too Many Men podcast, recorded for the first time ever in front of a live Twitch audience. We love our Twitch followers. Thanks, guys. Uh, good to see you all. Um, I'm Allison Lucan. As always, I'm joined by Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. And of course, <laughs> the illustrious Sarah Sivian. Sarah, say hello to the people. Oh, hello. What's up, everybody? <laughs> How are we doing? I hope we had a decent Memorial Day weekend, safe, healthy, fun, Uneventful. bearable, bearable. Yeah, bearable, bearable. Well, we we are excited to again, hopefully, shake things up. And of course, then the NHL had to come in and just steal our thunder. We, we're going to do this great thing, and then they steal stole our thunder because they always do. However. Uh, this is a live recording. So for folks who are watching along live, if you are with us, um, we invite you to join the first ever Too Many Men drinking game. So what happens is, um, and I'm stealing this from Andy Cohen, watch what happens live for those. Oh of my God, who, the best. Exactly. All right. So every time Shayna says this word, Shayna, what's the word? <laughs> Fuck. Say it again. <laughs> Fuck. You have to you guys have drink. to. So every time Shayna says Everyone. this word, you have to take a drink. Should I actively say it more or should I just let it ride? I don't know. Well, it's really up to you. <laughs> Someone in Twitch just said, okay, so we are getting smashed. Yes. Smashed. <laughs> for, Sarah, for Sarah's entry into the contest, Sarah, what is your entry into the contest? I'm trying to do it right. I cannot be feigned. Um, this is something I didn't even realize that I, I've, I know that I do it sometimes, but I didn't realize it until it was so prevalent until Allison said that I always go honestly when I'm agreeing <laughs> with something. Don't know what, what started that, but I have been doing that forever. So it's it's our favorite. We love it. I think it's adorable. Voluntary. And then Shana called me out because what I say literally all the time is literally. We had a close runner up, um, and if people in the Twitch can guess what the second runner up is, we'll make that a word too. Um, but you have to guess what the second runner-up is for my, for my word. Um, but anytime you hear one of those words, uh, you have to take a drink. And please don't drive after. So, stay in so, quarantine. The whole point. You're in quarantine. There you Just go. stay Perfect. there. Get drunk by yourself listening to us. I'm at the Roxy. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm in the middle of our rink here. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we're ready to get started. And as always, uh, we uh, unfortunately start on our shit list and we're going to switch to the news desk, Shana Goldman, who's going to fill us in on the latest unfortunate addition to the shit list. Shana, give us the rundown. It's a big one. All of Major League Baseball is on the shit list. Um, everyone knows that leagues want to come back right now and everything's super complicated to get there. And a lot of the concerns are health and safety, rightfully so. So if a league was bickering over that and having discussions about that, I think for the most part, we'd understand because that's the biggest hurdle. But instead, in baseball, it's about one thing, money. And it's billionaires versus millionaires fighting about billions and millions of dollars. So um, it's been very public, which I think makes it look 
a thousand times worse than what it is because fans really should, as, as much as we want transparency, they shouldn't be seeing this kind of discussion at this time when unemployment's at such a high and everything's as complicated as it is. And now you see other leagues moving forward and you would think baseball of all leagues would be the one to make this happen. They're outdoors. They're more spaced out. It's not a contact sport. Um, and the, the big thing here is everyone else has played such a major part of their season. You know, you play 70, 80%, at least you have revenues from that. They are working with nothing because they stopped during spring training. So it's a very public fight. It's very ugly. Um, they have a, a split already figured out and they want the players to take less. The players obviously don't want to be taking any less than they have to. The owners want their revenues and they're not going to be getting it because so many gate receipts you're missing. And then within the MLB, there's even more issues. You have the angels who let go of their entire scouting staff and um, other organizations obviously take notes. Like every league is a copycat league. So if you're firing people, it's kind of like you give the green light for others to do it. And um, the Oakland Athletics, I think it was yesterday, came out. They are not going to be paying their minor league players who already shitty, take, shitty. Yep, they make such garbage money as it is. Anyway, let's yeah. be honest. So now I think it was something like they were getting four hundred dollars a week um, during this, and now oh they're God. not going to be getting you know anything from certain teams. And once one team does it, the rest do it. So they're getting fucked right there. And drink. There you go. Um, all iterations of fuck count, so that's two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it's a really ugly situation. It's just getting uglier. Um, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Emily for the Athletic Detroit did a big thing on minor league baseball players and how shitty their salaries are, so I recommend going to read that, and it'll kind of add to it because these are billion-dollar teams that can definitely afford to throw out some peanuts to their minor league players because that's all that they're getting, and I understand you stay rich by not giving away your money, but you're – organization you need to do the right thing and hopefully it gets solved soon you know so they can have an 82 game season safely because uh that that should be the priority instead of fighting over money in such a public and ugly way public and ugly are that it's just it's another thing that's exposing I really have felt like during all of this that like some really good people are getting exposed for being really good. Some really bad people are being exposed for being really bad. And that goes the same as like corporations and companies and things like that. And you just can't hide from like who you are at a time like this. And everybody has known that minor league baseball players get treated like crap. And it's like how Emily's, you really need to read Emily's article. And she cares about this so much like she's so passionate about it and it just shines through in everything that she writes and she's lovely so definitely support her work but um it just really it's insane when you think about how much money the mlb makes and right. what they do like there's no rhyme or reason for the milb and the triple a and quadruple z whatever it's like raw sizes, but there's like no reason for all these leagues to make such little money when they could be helped out. In um, it's like, are you really like in the way that it works with like some people getting their star bonus or whatever? It's kind of don't really like baseball, yeah. but it's just <laughs> I it's, think see, I'm the only it's one. Part that of the reason it's, it's like corrupt. I don't know that it's just it's getting. Ex I don't. I I wonder what the future of minor league baseball will be. Well, yeah. and that, that's the problem, right? Is that you sit there and when you do the math, like Shana said, like there's how many players, but they get $400 a month. 
or a week or a, a week. Month? I think it was like, 400 a week. Baseball aficionado. Um, but like do the math and even just to keep these guys going for one month, like to Sarah's point, like there are people who could do some good and write that check tomorrow. And mm -hmm. the option is no, fuck you. You're screwed. And like you get no job. And this is, this is part of what you say your sport is about is development and bringing guys up and doing this whole thing. And it's just not true. There is that. So yeah. yes, it's, it's all bad. And they keep saying like, Oh, well, if you do it now, what about in the future? Like CBA discussions, what are you going to be doing? But it's like, you're in a global pandemic. No one anticipated this. Just figure out what to do and do it right. Because the second you get this figured out, you still have to handle everything with testing, right. which I think if I remember right, they said something about like having like a center at every stadium that it'll like easily handle it, but their testing is only done in Utah and it takes 24 hours to get the results. So how quickly can you get those results if a player test positive maybe is asymptomatic and then continues to be around them for 24 hours. Like right. you're asking the players to put themselves in like such a bad position, you know, don't see your families, don't have a life, play the game, whatever. And they'll make those sacrifices, but then they could be put in such a dangerous situation. How many owners are just going to be sitting at their houses and they don't have to go. It's not there. They don't have to go. Why would they? They're not right. playing. They can just sit home and it would be no big deal for them. So it's kind of like open your wallet and shut up. Well, not to mention, again, it's about you're taking tests out of the hands of people who probably need it more than, like, even the NHL, too. Like, daily tests. Like, 30,000 tests is the estimate. You can't yeah. tell me there aren't 30,000 people who need a test. That's why, honestly, the anti-shit list for me was, oh, my God, I did see, I don't even, I don't even realize when I do that. I seriously don't. It's something that is just like in my brain. I'm like, that's how my brain is sounding. And I say it out loud. But that's why I am putting the NHL on my anti shit list this week because I've had a lot of discussions off the record about because I like things that I've think I have a lot of discussions about things that I've tweeted off like off the record in general because I do tweet some things. But um one thing kind of sparked a conversation that's just like this isn't the reason why like xx like why i just got like a very good explanation about things before that it was announced that the um teams were voting on whatever like it's it's so convoluted this whole thing so even like no one's blaming anyone for being confused and even some of the players were confused about what they're voting on they're voting on the format if they can return to play and it was made very clear to me that they're not going to return to play or use up those tests unless and that's what some of the players have been kind of fighting for they've been going back and forth like daily and like they've all respected the conversations going on and um they have been making sure that like they want everybody to be able to get tests before like it comes to that so that's why they're not saying we're gonna come back at right, right. time. Is yeah. it a little bit cringy to like, just kind of announce that there's a plan even if you aren't coming back? I guess, I mean, I guess you're trying to make money at that point, but like it, I'm glad that they did it this way because it's really like, they're making sure that they're not making anybody get in, like not be able to have a test. Right. I truly believe that. Right. So. Which takes us right into our next topic, which is not shitless, just like Sarah said, but obviously in the hockey world, big news, 
2014 playoff and to Sarah's point format and format only has been approved. Should the NHL return to play? There's no dates. There's no time. There's just a structure. Shane at the news desk. Do you want to run us through the 2014 play in playoff player format? Yes. So seven teams are eliminated. The year's done. We know that 24 teams um, are going to be playing in a tournament. If you're, First and second in the division, you get a first round bye, and then everyone else will play a series. I think that they're still contemplating how many games it'll be. It sounds like it's going to be five, but there's a chance. First round is five. It's after right. that, is my understanding, where the question is. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you have I a five. I could be completely wrong. Because, I mean, you make it up, everyone makes it up as they go along. There's been so many things that you hear come out about the NHL, and then like a couple of days later, it's like, well, actually, that's not happening. So, um, exactly. Take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, so it'll be five-game series. Uh, the West will play at one hub city. I know Vegas and Edmonton are in the mix. The East will play at another. Columbus sounds like a front runner. I know Florida was there, and was it? They were talking about Canadian City too as another, and then they have like, yeah, they have a mandatory 14-day quarantine there. So before you do anything, so that's another added thing. And you have to think about hotel space and just everything being close range because you don't want everyone like roaming and having a life because you are there to play hockey and only hockey because welcome to the global pandemic. Um, <laughs> welcome to Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> and is that is that it? All right. Yeah. Oh, if you and then there's round. Do you say the round robin games? Yeah. So they have yeah. round robin games first, and then if you get eliminated in the qualifying round, you'll be entered into the draft lottery, um, which is incredibly complicated. And it it it's like you're not a playoff team technically if you get eliminated and you're one of those eight teams, so you're in the draft lottery. And um, that's being done in phases. So you'll news be broken un- by Shana Goldman well, yesterday, by the way. P.S. By the way, birthday scoops, and we're not talking <laughs> ice cream, folks. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. So, like- so let's break it down. Let's go through this. So the yes. so we have twenty four teams. There is at first a round robin where there's round robin play happening among the top four teams in each conference, right? Yes. Right, to figure out you where to redetermine seeding while the bottom eight teams have a play in series to determine who will be in the playoffs. If I was one of the top yes. four teams, I would not be happy, particularly yeah. if I was the number one team. Like, if I'm Boston, I'm pissed, right? Yeah, like I don't yeah. like that part at all. What do you guys think of the Brown Robin play to reseed the top seeds? Yeah. I'm like um, Larry David. I'm just like, I don't like, what is any of this? And I don't like, I'm not confident that like, it's even, I know that there's still like, they've announced it, but it's still, I think it's still kind of in discussion about what exactly is going to happen. I think they just wanted to like say something, which I like. Words. Relatable. Sometimes we all just want to say something, but um, also they're, yeah, there's like some discussions still ongoing about that. And I just wanted to reiterate the fact that like the league keeps being adamant about calling it a 2014 format, not 2014 playoff, because right. like yeah. you said, they want to make it a 16 team playoff still, but they want to like, so everyone's confused about what is going to be like the awards, which I don't, I'm pressed yeah. to care about awards in general, but now it's like, 
we should just lean into it and do like best of five awards. Like who is the MVP of the best of five? But uh, that'd be pretty hilarious. Uh, our trophies make mini versions. Our, it's, Twitch, it's, our, our Twitch viewers want to know what the thoughts are here of a potential too many man matchup between Carolina and the New York Rangers. Shayna. It'd be fun. I mean, if I'm writing for it, and I truly hope I am writing again for it consistently because it'd be fun to work with Sarah. Like, if there's any team besides the Rangers and Islanders that I know well, I would say it'd probably be like Tampa and Carolina. Um, Seriously. So there's a lot to have fun with there. Like the matchup. What? You don't know Columbus? Oh, well, yeah. But I'm saying like I don't go through and try to like analyze the Blue Jackets because you do such a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying for it, like it's different when you read it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't suck. Um, It would be, it would be fun though because like, for me, like if I, if I'm at full capacity and doing whatever, like it would be super fun to like get to work with Sarah. We did last year a little bit the Islanders and Canes, like we had that, but now like there's a lot more to do and um, like it, it's just an interesting matchup because of like the players. There's like a lot of connections there because of like Adam Fox and all that. And uh, <laughs> That's revenge game. Yeah, right. I actually Adam know Fox. him from his Harvard days, so that'd be a fun little angle. Yeah, and Phil Pierre, the star of it. Here. Yeah, you could be Pierre Maguire talking about his Harvard. Played at Harvard. Oh my god! Oh, I'm like, what are you talking? I see. I like Pierre Maguire. I don't think he was in ever in the right role. Oh my god! I got blocked from Adrian Dater for saying that. He's like, how dare you insult Pierre? Like, I'm like, I said I liked him. He just should be like doing stats and like not like I, have him as like a reporter <laughs> to talk to players, but not between the benches to go shit on analytics for every chance he gets. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, guy. I'm not. I. Oh yeah, duh. And Brady Shea. Hold on, that just popped. Brady yeah. Shea. Obviously, that's another one. I'm like, that's a storyline. And here I am thinking Phil DiGiuseppe. All right. I, I here I am thinking Phil DiGiuseppe. Okay, for whatever reason, Rod Brendamore used to like put him out at the um, the shootout, and like it was just such like the inside joke question of the like media core like it was just like why are you putting you know and rod would be like rod is awesome and he is so like he's i can't it's so cool to cover him we can get into that but like he was just like i like i have my reason to see like he's good at practice but it was just always funny um see that it came as a player like the rangers have no depth players you know so he, he, he was someone that actually, like, made a genuine difference in the team when he joined, so it was, like, fun to see. But, Greg yeah. McFucking Keg. Let's go. Greg McKeg, yes. Greg McKeg's key role. We swore. Key, key role. Key role, Greg <laughs> McKeg. It, yeah, you have DJ Zappy Fox, is, right, and McKeg. And who am I missing? I feel like the there's one more. We can j- – Mark Stahl, Jordan Stahl. Oh, yeah, the Stahls are brothers, yep. Oh, there we go. We're Another Pierre. We were talking to Jordan today, and he said that um, his parents hate when – his their sons are in the playoffs together. I can definitely see that. Oh my said, god, I can't even imagine. Like, yeah, I, I'm worried about having to monitor you two in the series. <clears throat> that would be. Aiden Flurry's mom used to have like I think she probably I don't know why I said used to. She definitely still has it. Um, Sandy, she's such a beautiful, nice person. Oh my god, like we talked in the Nashville mom's trip, and I was like, just I love my mom, but like you could be my second mom. But anyway, so she has like a jersey that's half Habs and half. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, but I bet the stall mom is at this point is like, we get it. 15 of my kids are in the NHL. Yeah. Like, the worst whatever. though is like for her too, like maybe nothing compares to like 
them hurting each other when Eric gave Mark a concussion. Oh my that God. That had to be, and that was a huge decline in his career after that. So it's like, you have to like be that much like more uptight about like, oh my God, what worse can happen? And now the playoffs, I wonder if that's like a, it's even more tense knowing what could happen or if it's like a, we've been my through God. worse, we can handle it. There, I didn't even to, think of that. Up. Great you call. Should get, you should get uh, one of the moms on for the podcast. You should ask. Just for a Let's segment. Let's get um, have the mom's entire family. This is your this is your task. This is your too. Yeah. Okay, so we talk about the format now. Do we to Shana's point earlier the rounds of playoffs? Because this right now the earliest we're currently in phase one. Phase two is the beginning of small group workouts, and phase three would be basically whatever training camp looks like in whatever abbreviated form. So. Right now, it would be a hope, again, nothing cemented, that phase two would start early June. So they're still not sure when stuff is going to start, and they're still not sure how many games are going to be in the actual playoff rounds, five or right. seven. That's still up for debate. There are some people who have said, well, this means there's going to be an asterisk next to all this. I myself personally have said there's always going to be the people who say, well, this was a weird playoff year because of X, Y, Z. That doesn't diminish the Stanley Cup winner, in my opinion, if there is one, but there's always going to be something weird. Do you guys think there's too much wonkiness in this that there's always going to be a question mark about this Stanley Cup winner? If the Blackhawks win, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to be pissed if the Blackhawks win. They're the team that doesn't – who doesn't belong here? Right. This is me still saying 20 teams, even though it knocks out the Rangers, but – and I'll die on that hill. Yep. But um, if the Blackhawks win, I think everyone's going to be like, you were not good this year. You have no business being here. I think I think that they've had it worse, though, when you had it when it was 48 games and everyone's like, well, you only played half a season and momentum can change in the second half. And there's so many teams. How could they keep up that level of play, so on and so forth? But um, I think a five-game series to let them into the playoffs to figure out who should do it. It's close to finishing the regular season out. Obviously, it's challenging. I think what's going to hurt them is how rusty players are coming into this. You have to think of those who were super injured and didn't play like Adam Pellick for the Islanders. He'll be back. He had an Achilles injury. Like oh as much, yeah. Like as much as you've been skating or training, whatever, like nothing oh replicates a real game. So that's, that's going to be a kick in the ass no matter what. Um, I think if it were a three game series and it was close to more like baseball where they have the wild card series, maybe more people would complain. But I think that if you do make any of the rounds shorter in the actual playoffs, and I'm not saying whether or not it's a bad idea because it could be a good idea and people are going to be upset because people get fucking upset about everything. Um, <laughs> keep going just talk um, your talk girl. about everything talk your people talk get upset about everything that uh it doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong but people will definitely have an issue if it's five games instead of seven especially as it goes on if it's just round one I don't think that's the worst thing in the world but um I don't know like it's a lot of hockey to squish into like a little amount of time and you don't want to screw up next season because that's okay. the whole priority here that's no matter what my mind it's fucked up no matter what because you're playing in november and i said fuck again i just realized but (laughs) um no matter what you're starting in november it it, it's going to be different than what it would be so i think people are going to whine no matter what i think that they're doing the best that they can with the whole idea of let's make as much money as possible with the whole inclusion of teams like montreal and chicago and get the interest up so if you're going to complain about anything, I would say that would be it. But if it's five games versus seven, just shut up. They're, they're doing their best, you know. Sarah, you talked about this a little bit too, but there's so much to be taken into consideration because of what's going on in the world, not just 
this setup. And there was a comment yesterday in the post announcement availability that one positive test would not stop play. Your thoughts on the measures that they say they are considering to take, want to take, and should one positive test shut the whole thing down? I'm going to, yes, one positive test should shut the whole thing down, first of all, but I'm going to be honest, I don't think, I actually just tweeted this and like, this is exactly how I felt when I got off the Zoom call with Jordan and Donnell because it's like, none of what are we what are we doing here none of us know what we're doing here we're doing our best we all love hockey I said none of us want to be buzzkills at least I don't but I think it's very important to reiterate the sense that each interview conducted right now about return to play etc is everyone doing their best with the info that they have things people say are subject to change and I would say with the one test means it's canceled or it's not canceled um I don't I'd like to give Gary the benefit of the doubt that he didn't mean that or that's not what that would happen in casual. Yeah. That's something like, it's so hard. I'm like, okay, here, this is what I actually, my second tweet about let's do a thread people. I think we should have empathy and understand in these times that it must be very difficult for NHL players, sources, whatever, to answer our questions right now when they're asking themselves some of the same things. I think he was definitely put on the spot by that. We all love hockey and want it back. That's all. Like, that's why part of me is like, well, why even make this announcement to begin with when there's still a lot of things to be deliberating, but. um, Well, that's, I worry too, because like, a lot of people were praising that, oh, look, they have a structure, they're doing so good. But like the communication, like I saw so many people to, from the nuanced stuff of like, let's take the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus Blue Jackets are in the playoffs. They're not actually in the playoffs yet, mm. according to the definition of this structure. And then people saying, we're yeah. in, we're this, we're that. Like nothing's happening. <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah. just a plan. It's, it's it's just like just because an architect draws up plans for a building the building doesn't suddenly exist like there's yeah. so much more that has to happen and it's I, I don't I don't know I I don't I know that everyone wants hockey back but I don't understand why people are and now people are gonna hate me but I understand why people are so so excited when there's really not any closer to something actually happening I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. Well, I'm gonna write a story about this for tomorrow but I. Jordan Saw is never like not a very excitable guy to begin with, but I, he didn't seem very thrilled about. No, he's thrilled, but it was like he was right. realistic about. He was very realistic, it seemed, and like he. I asked him like, "What has Rod Brindamore said to like fire people up or whatever?" And he's like, "Well, it's hard when we don't even have a timeline." And right. I'm like, "Exactly. Like, thanks for saying that. I, like that." I think a lot of us are basically on the same page, but it's just that like sometimes people say things and they get like, we're, we're all asking ourselves kind of the same questions right now. And it's like, it's hard to answer them. So I give respect for even trying. And I think we should all kind of just take everything with a grain of salt. That's why when you ask, do you think there should be an asterisk with this playoffs? I think, yeah. And a, we need you uncle sam um i think yes in a good way it's like you're the team that if this safely comes back together assuming that like everything is safe and that things actually i'm I'm doing the benefit of the doubt in the right way and everything is fine that it would be so awesome to win the cup this year 
I, everyone's on the same playing field. That's it. Would even be harder for the Canes to arguably win the cup than it would have been if, if probably majority of the scenarios that they discussed. And that's another thing with people saying like, oh, like. I can't believe they would say no about this. It's like they discussed hundreds of scenarios that we don't even know. So they probably liked one where it's like 16 or 20 teams, right? Where it's like the cutoff was at the, when they were done with the season or something like that. Like why would they say yes when they knew something else that was better for them was on the table? I don't know. And I don't know why other teams said yes to that. I, I do know, actually. I did ask Jordan why, like if he thought, some players might feel uncomfortable speaking out about concerns. And he said, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. that's a good answer. That's a good as answer you're going to get from an NHL player about that. So yeah. let's keep that in mind that like at the end of the day, we all, I feel like a hockey coach now. I'm like, Who's the most cliche coach? In the at the end of the day, we all want hockey back and we're all, in a scenario that like nobody knows anything about so yeah that's my rant and i think it'd be so cool to win the cup this year speaking of things that nobody can make any sense about the other part of the announcement yesterday was the draft lottery plan and i it's not only because shana broke the news like i still don't understand it and so shana like seriously what is happening just boil it down and don't explain it like gary bettman did because i was literally sitting there like what I, the Kane said, no, "Explain no. it to us like we're five. So yeah, explain it to us like we're five. I we think are that five. yeah, if you have a plan that comes out and everyone's looking at you like you have five heads, maybe your plan is um shitty, not good. Yeah. Might just say it's not good. Um, okay, so seven teams who are eliminated are in the pl- are in the draft lottery already. It's based on their point percentages, you know, their lottery odds. So the other half of it is the eight teams." who are going to be eliminated because again, it's, it's like you're in this awkward limbo. You're not in the playoffs. It's 16 playoff teams. You're the, like you're essentially a wild card series. So um, if you lose, you're in that, but they're taking the first phase of the lottery. The first draw of it is going to be before the eight teams get eliminated because why make this easy and simple? Um, so with that, if, and I think this is, if I have it right, um, when the insiders don't have it right, yeah, folks, God, you know there's a problem. If, if one of the eight teams ends up in the top three, then they'll do another draw after, the, after those teams are eliminated, take their invoy, inverse point percentage and put that into the lottery to figure it out on who gets there. So if the Blackhawks get eliminated, they'll have the highest odds of anyone. And then they'll assign who the unassigned teams are based on that which is super complicated. And if a team from the yeah. eight doesn't end up in the top three, then they don't need to do that. But the draft is going to be after everything's done anyway, which is like we talked about a lot. Like that is, I think, the most essential part of it is figuring out that that's not going to happen first because you're going to have a lower cap hit than you anticipated next year. Teams need to find ways to cut costs. And one of the easiest ways to do it is to flip a player for a draft pick and you want immediate results especially when that's not something that you were anticipating to do and you're breaking apart your team in a way that you probably didn't plan for because who the hell saw this coming um so that's that is like the one positive part of it 
but everything else is so fucky because no nobody knows like nobody uh, knows i guess that's a word <laughs> if you have yep. to say inverse point percentage to explain something yeah <laughs> in draft in draft that is not in, to an analytical audience like seriously rethink your yeah. choices I'm and sorry. we still don't know if much. it's before or after the season right well no, no the one is there's two is, yeah yeah the first two phase drafts? is happening dude i tried <laughs> to I need to read five words of this and I was like, I'm going to focus on what's in front of me, which is the playoffs. I table to this in my brain. There's two drafts. It's, it's an initial two draw. draft lotteries. Yeah. Where they pick the balls and pick the order. Yeah. And that so part. all the teams that are still in it are still, they haven't played yet. So they're just like team A, team B, team C for eight different teams are going to do that. And then if one of those eight teams slides into the top three somehow, then they have to do a second draw after those teams are eliminated. So I'm assuming, not positive, but assuming that your stats from the games that you lose to be eliminated are going to be added to your point percentage because couldn't you just do that immediately? Well, no, they don't know. That's the other thing. They yeah. cannot tell you if a play if a player scores. <laughs> but the team wins a lot. You don't know if There's a player's nothing. stats count for regular season or playoffs. Oh my god. They're just in limbo. They disappear. They're not anything. This is the upside down. Nothing counts. Nothing matters. How do you not know if a team's win or loss counts when literally, if it does not count, you could at the second you see a, a the eighth team E ends up as with the third overall pick, do a draw right there based on the regular season you already have because your numbers are set. But then if you're counting wins and losses, then you would need that second draft lottery yeah, i can't yeah, yeah. I can't. okay wait, so basically if one of the the teams that lose the qualifying round so it's not really the playoffs if yes, the teams the that lose the qualifying rounds right lose the those four teams or whatever get Eight entered in the, the next like thing yeah they're in the draft lottery somehow they're one through 15. like okay so if the blue there's a ball in the first draft lottery yeah. that just literally is like letter b okay <laughs> And if the Blue Jackets lose in the play-in round in whatever spot is assigned to B, they get the draft spot that was picked for ball B when it was picked while play was still going on. Okay. Unless but they get one of the top three. Then it goes back to they their, what they did the this season. Play. Yeah. Just. <laughs> they don't, I don't think they and redo it. It just I shows think they just that they're doing this the because they, know, they, sorry. It just shows that they're, doing it in such a convoluted way because they're not sure if they're going to finish the season or not, I think. Because, like, if they were going to, if they were sure they were going to finish it, then just do it after you finish it. If you think you're not, if you think you're not going to finish it, just do it now, you know? What I, or, well, and in theory, yeah. they have to wait till it finishes anyway, because yeah. you know, that's who determines who gets the 35th, 31st pick is whoever wins the cup. Like, you can't yep. do the draft halfway through all this shit. Yep. It doesn't happen. Unless you wanted, you know, June draft and just do it and whatever it is, like they were originally thinking and then that plan got shit on so much. They were like, fuck this, we're not doing it. I know. I don't understand. Do we have In any conclusion. other thoughts? Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts on the NHL? And listen, good for them for trying. And the players that, that I've talked to have been very positive and supportive while very cautious, just like Sarah said. Yeah. At least they're trying. Yeah. But it's yeah, they're trying. Yeah. I think they're being smarter too than like, some of us give them credit for just because it's like, I don't know. I've just seen a lot on Twitter about like, like, you know how it is like with the hockey culture and stuff. And that's definitely true, but we have to remember it's about 
who is at the brunt of the hockey culture. It's definitely the people that make the most money and that's not yeah. theirs. So I like they they have concerns and it's their lives. So yes. yeah. so wait, this this would be my question. When you look at the lottery and you look at the twenty fourteen format, what would you say is the best aspect of it all and what's the worst? Like if you had to just pick one detail that you look at and you're like, this is good, this is bad. Just to like wait, what tie. are we comparing the two now? No, no, like combine them. Like it's all together because it's all in the return to play plan. Everything that has to do with that, the lottery, like what is the, like the best part. Yeah. You could look at it and be like, well, the best part is someone's winning the Stanley cup and that's a good thing because you put closure on the year and teams invested in this, obviously at the deadline and so on and so forth. So that's one good thing. And then the worst part would be that you're relying on players to do self temperature checks when these players will play with a concussion or break their arm and won't say anything because they want to keep playing. But now if you have something, it obviously affects other people. And if you don't, you screw so many people because now you have half the league in one city. So like best and worst. I trust, I honestly trust them knowing like they have small children and grandparents. I I think that what Martinick said just kind of about how like, healthcare workers are doing so much they can isolate for a little and like take care of themselves and give like they just want to like give joy to the world I don't know maybe I'm being naive but I don't think they're gonna this is different than a broken leg or yeah yeah I I hope Salino said some of that too so it's I mean he has a daughter who's immunocompromised I mean he has three little children it's the stakes are different here because we don't if you break a leg there's enough that we know that you know what the ramification, not that you should play on a broken yes. leg, let's be very clear, but there's enough understanding yes, that's not great. Of, of what that means and that there's a, a path to get better from that. We don't right. have that here. And you so. don't affect anyone else. It, you're Correct. only hurt, your decision only hurts you. Yeah. Correct. And I think that's like a big thing. So what would you say is like the, the best like aspect of all of this? I agree with everything you said. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my brain is mush, you too. <laughs> let's move on to our very favorite segment that will hopefully bring some laughs and, and some, some, these are things we can actually decide my friends. Yes. I'm for fuck, Mary kill. Are we ready? Live. Live. Fuck, Mary kill on the Twitch machine. Sarah, you are in first. You ready? We're not leaving the playoff discussion yet, but it's fuck, Mary kill time. Okay. That's good. Sarah. Fuck, Mary kill. The play-in, so this first round of 24, the play-in round chances for Toronto, Edmonton, Florida. Okay. Um, <laughs> can we go over opponents again? Like, I don't even Okay, know. so Toronto is playing Columbus. Okay. Edmonton is playing, it's always oh, Chicago. No. No, hold on. Let me. I've got my two. No, that would be fair. So no. (laughs) Hold on, I had it. Please hold. Scrolling. Everyone have a drink. Good idea. (laughs) Multitasking here. Big phone. Oh, this person from earlier who texted me. Edmonton, Chicago is correct. Thank you, Pompeii. Wow, that makes sense. Oh, there Good we job. Because I'm like scrolling. And All right, not help us it. out, Twitch. Who's, who's Florida playing? Islanders. Florida, New York, Islanders. Okay, so Sarah, 
fuck Mary kill play play in round chances for Toronto against Columbus, Edmonton against Chicago, and Florida against the Islanders. Go. Okay, I'm gonna marry Edmonton because obvious reasons. I think that um, that's probably <laughs> they're, they're most likely. They have the easiest opponent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I've watched Chicago with my own two eyes. Um. We love our Blackhawks listeners. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> okay. Sorry about it. I think they all are like in the same boat about like one of why are they in the playoffs. But um, that in like, come on, it's time to see Connor McDavid in the goddamn like asterisk playoff. Imagine if he wins the asterisk Stanley Cup. I just. It would be amazing. It would be like the most Edmonton thing of all time. I just, I like, I don't, again, I don't think it's an asterisk type thing really, but I do think the discourse would make me want to die, but I'll still marry that. Um, Okay. So marry Edmonton. Even if his girlfriend has bruises on her. Oh yeah. I can't forget her knees. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I will fuck Toronto. Um, Who's Florida playing against? Sorry, I like the Islanders. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna fuck Toronto. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Toronto, yeah, because I like they are just gonna lose to the Prince again in Game Seven in the actual playoffs. Asterix, like even with an asterisk. No, this is just the playoff round, play in round though. So who's gonna win? Yeah, so Toronto versus Columbus, Edmonton yes. versus Chicago, Florida versus Iowa. But I'm saying Toronto is going to win, and then they're going to lose to the Bruins. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Because then they'll okay. lose in the first round. As is tradition. Is first round. But, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I wouldn't sleep on the Blue Jackets after everyone. Everybody is rising from the dead. Like it's like I have, there's 12 people on the team that are. Um, and yeah. So you're. Killing I wouldn't sleep Florida. on them. But I wouldn't sleep on Toronto once again losing in a game seven situation to the Bruins. So I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing a Bruins shirt. And I will kill Florida because I just like, what are we doing? What are we doing there? I don't know. Like, that was all classic. Shayna, your answers. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to marry Edmonton as well. I think that they'll be healthier. So you'll have players like Mike Green's going to be back as a deadline acquisition. Oscar Kleffbaum should be healthy and good to go. I think Ethan Bear will be healthy. McDavid's healthy. And you still have Dreisaitl, who, you know, not a heart winner, but still great player. So there's that. Um, I think my biggest concern for Edmonton, I, I obviously their depth is horrible, um, but they showed through injuries that they had up front, like uh, players like Kyler Yamamoto stepping up and Ryan Newton Hopkins is really good. So I think that they'll get past the qualifying round. I don't know if they'll be able to do anything after that because again, goaltending and depth, I think are two big problems to overcome. But I think against Chicago, that should be fine. Um, Especially since Chicago, if they have a goalie issue too, like they Crawford, I think is great. But if they have a goalie issue, they don't have that same tandem that they were going with all year because no one anticipated them to be in the playoffs. And if the hockey gods have any sense of humor, Chicago is going to be eliminated in the qualifying round, end up with the top three picks so the world can burn, just like everyone's predicting. So marry that. Um, I'm going to – I feel like Toronto 
has a shot against Columbus, but I like Columbus's chances better. I think that Columbus is a very good defensively structured team. And if anyone wants to read about that, go read Allison's work. <laughs> but um, that's something that's obviously a weakness of the Leafs. So to see that play against each other and they'll be healthy. They were the Columbus broken jackets and they just kept moving on. And you would see other players step up when there were injuries. So everyone back together, Seth Jones will be healthy. And I think Bjorkstrand will be too, right? And you have both goalies who are very good you have Corpus Allo and Elvis and I want to see Elvis win a game in like these you know crazy circumstances to see a celebration so I will I'm gonna fuck Toronto's chances but I still I like Columbus better but I'll, I'll like I'll give Toronto an inch because I do think that like they are a good team and they should be losing in the first round this isn't it and blah 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 and then I will Fuck yep. that. So I'm killing okay, I'm gonna kill the Florida Panthers. And here's this this one's tough because you have a team with goaltending that is not as good as it should be, but they are like very good offensively versus the Islanders who can't score to save their lives. Um, they were another team with a lot of injuries, and I think having a player like Adam Pellick back shouldn't be understated. He is a very quietly effective defenseman with Ryan Pellick on the first yes. pair. So to have them together, I think that's a really big deal. And um obviously they assessed and addressed what to do at the deadline. So they got a player like Pejo that answers one thing that they need. And they brought in Andy Green so that, you know, answered another need, but now you'll be healthy. So it definitely helps their chances of being able to get past Florida. And if Florida's goaltending problems persist, and if we're talking like a, a traditionalist here, Brodsky can't play in the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. Well, there you go. This is a high pressure situation. So it kind of like helps the Islanders chances even more. So like, I feel like they could sneak in. But, um, I mean, I feel like Florida can, like, sneak past them. But I'm going to give the Islanders the edge. So I'm going to kill the chances. Something about your pen, holding your pen in your hand and, like, your hand movements right now is, like, really convincing me. Thank you. It's like Mickey Rads is calling you a, a Islanders homer. He well, asked, somebody like, I'm surprised he's not group. going. I just, I just think we should have to drink for any player that Shana didn't mention on any of the yeah. teams that she discussed. <laughs> I honestly don't doubt that for a second, but the pen brought me back. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Um, and these, I should say that these, all these fuck Mary kills were submitted by our listeners. So always submit those and we'll get, we'll get to yes. them eventually. So yes. my, my picks, I'm going to, I'm going to take one and it scrolled off the screen. So I apologize. It was our, one of our Canuck friends in the chat. I'm going to uh, kill Edmonton because here's what's going to happen. They're going to lose, but they're still going to get the first overall pick because that's the most oh my God. Thing ever with full credit to our friend in, in the Twitch chat. Then they um, have to try to save it. It's the rule. Sorry. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? Oh, um, Dion's back? That's great. <laughs> Good for I don't you, think, sweetie. But, sorry, I love, I, I love Calvin Don. I don't think it's going to win you the cup. Okay, carrying on. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to kill Edmonton just for sake of that point that I'll give to our, our wonderful Twitch followers. And I'm going to then, therefore, um, I'm going to, oh, this is hard. I'm going, I, I'm going to marry Florida because I feel like the Islanders might not be able to put it together offensively and we saw them melt down last year and I don't know that they're as good this year that's just my take I'm sticking to it um and that I guess means I'll marry Toronto because I think that it would be hilarious if they went on to Boston and lost in seven that would be amazing 
Wow, look at someone not confident in Columbus. We're giving That's Columbus. Not what I said this is a game. I'm just Mary Kill of my and narratives it's be so, that make me laugh. Yes, it's all about laughing, and it's going to be so interesting to see what like because this is so unprecedented. Next, Chaos. fuck Mary Kill. Chaos everywhere. Shayna. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Here are your three options. Are you ready? The twenty. <laughs> And we've already discussed these ad nauseum, so you can just give us your opinions and your answers. Fuck, Mary kill. The 24-team format, the 15-team draft lottery, or the seven teams that don't make the playoffs at all. These are concepts. I'm killing the draft lottery because it's fucking ridiculous and stupid, and we can't fucking explain it after hearing about it for over 24 hours. So see ya. Bye. You're killed. Then I'm going to fuck. I'm going to. I'm going to fuck the teams that got eliminated because, like, at least that, like, what's happening to them is what should be happening to them. You weren't good enough. Here you go. Here's a draft lottery and your season. Call it a day. And I'm going to marry the 2014 format. Not the idea of playing with no testing, not the idea of whatever, just the format because I do think, while it's not the best way and there's room for improvement, it's something it's a framework to return to make it fair for the teams that weren't that were close and had a chance and i can see why they did 24 over 20 even though i disagree but like it's something so you get credit for that excellent we've lost sarah so i'll go next um i'm going to kill the 15 team draft lottery because i can't understand it and it just pisses me off um i'm going to <sighs> I'm going to fuck the seven teams that don't make the playoffs because, you know, they need some good news or a, a good time. And therefore, I will marry the 24-team format because, hey, gold star for trying. It's that, that meme, Fair. gold star, hey, you tried. Sarah, you're back. Everyone in, yes, the, in the, the chat options. is the, the <laughs> Twitch Sorry, chat is thrilled. <laughs> Here are your options. Are you ready? This is a conceptual one. You have three concepts that you're going to choose to fuck, Mary kill. They are the 24-team format, the 15-team draft lottery, or the seven teams that don't make the playoffs at all. I'm going to marry the seven teams that don't make the playoffs at all. Like, imagine the team that you root for being so bad that you don't even, like, you don't even make this. Um, that's nice. Um, I low maintenance um, can go home, relax a little bit, I guess. Like you don't have to like lose your, you can just sit back and watch the chaos. You don't have to like lose your mind about what's actually happening and how it impacts your team. Um, gonna fuck the 24 team playoff format. Cause like a lot of options and variety there. Um, I'm gonna kill the draft because it's, it's too confusing and i need my men simple <laughs> there you have it there there we have it all right so for our final contender um shana got an unexpected birthday gift yesterday as many of you may have seen uh mike milbury noted <laughs> lots i'm like of where are we going with this i literally uh, joined the twitter machine and announced it uh, late yesterday evening, 
And so a fuck, Mary kill submission from our listeners is the following. And Shayna, as the birthday girl, you will go first. Here are your three options. Mike Milbury, the player. Mm-hmm. Mike Milbury, the GM. Or Mike Milbury, the announcer. The floor is yours. Damn. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. I am going to. God, this sucks. All right, I'm going to fuck Mike Milbury, the player, because he wasn't all bad. It's not like he was a horrible player. He just did stupid fucking things, which is why he is as popular as he is. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't a horrible player. So go with that. Okay. I am going to marry, I'm sorry, Islander fans. I'm going to marry him as a general manager because he was so horrible at his job that we're still talking about it this many years later. And I think that right there is elite, terrible management, which important. And um, as a writer, I, I take pride in talking shit about general managers and coaches and the stupid things that they do. And if he was one in this day and age, oh my God, it would be so fun. I would sign up to write about whatever team he was, he was managing. Just, you know, could you imagine it? it like today with social media, the DiPietro drafting with Luongo and then trading them and trading this one, everything about it and everything with, then you add in like the Spano shit, that like peak craziness, have to marry it because I feel like that would be so much fun. And I will kill him as an analyst because like when he's a general manager, you don't have to listen to him unless it's really covering your team. Like it that doesn't, is interesting. yeah. When he's playing, you're not listening to him. He's playing. Just play the game and shut up. He's an athlete. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to have thoughts and opinions, remember? Like, you're just supposed to play sports and be everyone's entertainment. Um, But when you're an analyst, especially a national analyst for some fucking reason, um, (laughs) you spew your dumbass opinions constantly about shit that you have no fucking idea about, and everyone has to listen to it. I don't know. It has to be worse when he's actually doing games and not doing intermissions. I cannot stand listening to it. Uh, when I watched purely as a fan, I would sit there like blood boiling, listening to him. And now just like listening to him while I'm on whatever game. And it's just like, if you're an analyst, you need to have a basic understanding of what's going on, especially if you're a national analyst. And he does not have that. So please, nope, don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it ever. Mute the TV anytime he talks. Nope, don't want, don't want it. Don't want the headache. So please stop. Please. (laughs) That's where I'm at. I hear you. That's a good rant. Sarah, your Milbury fuck Mary kills. Okay, well, definitely marry the GM because oh. people always say like, "What are the three options again?" Uh, GM, GM player and announcer. Yes, marry GM because people always say like, "Doesn't it like sorry?" Like I, I'll look at like people that cover bad teams and like the response will be like, "Sorry, you have to cover such a bad team," or like, "Why like." It must be like people will always be like, I don't know. It must be fun to cover. The, and obviously, it's fun to cover the Hurricanes, but like sometimes it's fun to cover a really terrible team, just because like there are a lot of reasons. But like the drama and like like the incompetency and like um, <laughs> like I either want to always cover a really good or a really bad team. I don't really actually care that much as long as I get to work in sport. Like that's pretty cool. But like there's underrated aspects to covering a bad team especially when like there there'd be so much ground to cover there um, i'd fuck the player because 
I just don't because I just want to kill. It's like process of elimination. Like, I need to kill the analysts. Exactly. Like, you listen, even like contrasted with analysts like Mike Johnson. It's like, is there really a need for this? Like, sometimes it's just like, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate like right. whatever, but like really he gets to have the best job in like NHL broadcasting. Is he the best candidate for this job? No. <laughs> so, so It'd be nice to that. see, you know, someone a little more progressive, maybe a woman, maybe anybody else who doesn't have horrible, outdated takes that doesn't pay attention to what's actually going on. You know, a couple, a couple benchmarks. Oh my God, that was so good. No, That's um, <clears throat> I, I'm just gonna kill all three. I'm over it. I, I, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. That's an option. <laughs> First ever in in too many men history. Um, all right. My friends, that is what we had for today's episode of Too Many Men. I think we covered it. We did it in front of a live audience. I don't think we made any serious gaffes. Um, we would, of course, first and foremost, like to thank everyone who checked us out on Twitch. Um, hopefully, you all had fun. Hopefully, it was entertaining and gave you something good to do for an hour in your day. Um, we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. Um, check out our merch over on Teespring. Those links are all on our Twitter or on our wonderful website, too many men pod.com. And we will see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks. Try my best. Sarah, say I love you. I love you. Oh my God, I can say that now.